Here we go. Welcome to Story Chats at Inspire Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here today with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. And Tony Shiloh is back with us again, and we are excited to be talking about her upcoming release, The Love Script. Uh, you've joined us a lot, so I probably don't need to read your bio, uh, but we're going to. <laughs> It's been a couple times that you've been on that I haven't read it. So in case, just in case we got new people, uh, Tony Shiloh is a wife, mom, and Christian fiction writer. Once she understood the powerful saving grace, thanks to the love of Christ, she was moved to honor her savior. She writes to bring him glory and to learn more about his goodness. She spends her days hanging out with her husband and their two boys. And that's Tony. So we're glad you're here, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we're going to start out on the hot seat and now having done an episode where we talked about one of my books, we might need to revisit how we do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and just say, tell us a little bit about the love script without reading the back cover. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, it's been a while since I've read the back cover, so I don't really oh, remember what it's like. So basically, the love script is the story of Nevaeh Richards. She's a Hollywood hairstylist who loves to uh, make people shine. Um, she's all about being in the background, not foreground. But then as she's leaving a client's house who happens to have a very famous son, she trips, he catches her, paparazzi shoots the photo, and her <laughs> anonymity is gone because she agrees to fake date him to save his reputation because Lamont Booker, the hero, is a, he's known for his faith, his celibacy stance. And so they're calling um, into question if that's actually true and they want him canceled. Okay. Very good. All <laughs> right. And that, that actually leads into Narelle's kickoff question perfectly. Yes, <laughs> it does. Oh, you planned it that way. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is a perfect segue. So um, let's talk about Lamont and his faith journey. So, I mean, he's the rich and famous Hollywood actor known as SMA, which is Sexiest Man Alive. And um, he's been a Christian for about five years. His last um, public relationship was with a lady by the name of Diva, as if Diva is her first name. That's just not <laughs> a nickname. And um, he's got a public celibacy, I mean, he's basically made a public celibacy pact. So everybody around the world expects him to be celibate until he is married. And he also has a group of guy friends who he communicates with. They're not from, non, they're not in Hollywood, but there's lots of fun text messages that go flying around. And as Tony has already mentioned, there's this morality clause where he fears being cancelled if he doesn't meet the contractual obligations that go with that. So let's talk about what Lamont's life was like before his mum's hairstylist decided to turn it upside down. <laughs> so before the five years or? Oh, any time. You can start before okay. five years, during five years, but up to the beginning of the story. Um. Okay, great question. So I've always pictured his life like once he decided once he hit rock bottom and realized that he was needed in need of salvation that he did everything he could to make sure he wouldn't go backwards so that's how you see him um, studying his bible in moments he puts it in his uh, contract that he has to have a day of rest so that you know he gets that sabbath rest even though he's an actor and they could you know 
film whenever that's his you know one stipulation um not only that but he does charity work is what I imagine he does charity work mm-hmm. he publicly shares his faith so it's not a surprise that he's a Christian like no one's shocked about this and I feel like sometimes people are shocked when you find out certain people are Christian you're like really I would have guessed that <laughs> yeah. but like yeah. his actions match his profession of being a Christian Yes, absolutely. And that was something I appreciated. I think that the whole concept of being a public Christian is quite tricky for a lot of people, not just in Hollywood, but in other um, areas and other professions as well. So I really love the way that was tackled in the story and really enjoyed this book as well. Thank you. It's it's not my turn, but I'm going to ask real quick when you were um, when you were picturing him, is there a, an actor that you wanted us to picture for him? Because I kept cycling through like five guys who could be him. So who, who did you model him after in your mind? I should have looked his name up. Um, he's the guy from Taxi. I don't know if you guys ever saw that with Jimmy Fallon and um, Queen Latifah. Okay. Her boyfriend is who I pictured okay. as Lamont Booker. Okay. Hmm. It it cracked me up how she kept referring to him as Lamont Booker, like not just like Lamont. Not Lamont. Yeah, like yeah. I was like Lamont Booker. <laughs> Took yeah. her what probably halfway through the story to like just at, at least, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just a, a really fun little aside that just made it more uh, more unique and more like truly in someone's point of view yeah because it, yeah. it was just an unexpected little little quirk on her behalf so I'm do I get to talk now or do you yes, have more you, no you're, you're looking that up you aren't you you aren't you going I am totally looking it up I, I want to know who it is but you go, <laughs> you go you go you go you're good okay good good so I want to talk about fake relationships and lying now I've read a lot of fake relationship books and I've even written a couple and uh, I was I guess refreshed by the fact that these people um, didn't approach it casually at all Mm -hmm. and in fact um, really didn't want to approach it at all but for the sake of his reputation which I mean you know it's a story right so you you everybody gets a little gimme that you know you believe this you can believe the rest of it so um it's a tricky trope and i mean you know in the ten commandments you shall not bear false witness um but i love that they both struggled really big time with the fact that they were lying so can we talk about the struggle um and how you decided to approach that fake relationship thing yeah definitely um spoilers of course (laughs) then i love fake dating relationships I mean they're just so much fun because it 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 questions everything you believe in right like you say you're a good Mm. person you say you don't tell lies but then you're actively portraying a lie like so in this case I wanted them to obviously say look this goes against our faith like how do we reconcile that but I also kind of my thought process was like when you're in trouble, don't you want to fix it? Like, I think most of us want to fix it and it feels really difficult not to do anything. Um, And so in their case, they're like, well, obviously it's for the greater good. Like the good outweighs the bad. 
Nevea <laughs> even throws up the subject of look Rahab lied <laughs> you know like trying to justify it somehow but I think that's really what we all struggle like when we get in those situations where we're like are we going to tell the truth or are we gonna trust that God's got some magical way to fix this like which way you're gonna go so I liked I liked their struggle just because I felt like we've all been there we can all relate but they also, you know, suffer the consequences of getting into as, that. As they should, right? As they should, Definitely. absolutely. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think of that same thing when I'm doing my Bible in one year. I come across Rahab. I come across some other places and I'm like, well, she was obviously not chastised. Oh, well, she wasn't, you know, one of God's people. Oh, but that guy was. And, he, and it was still just kind of brushed over. So I like that you just went, okay, head on. This is the dilemma, because I know that there are um, Christian readers who are like, oh, I don't like fake relationship stories because of, of the lying aspect. And so I really love that you just went, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. Rubber meets the road. How are we going to deal with this? And uh, I got around it kind of by, their, by the characters not really walking strongly with the Lord at the time. And, that, and I bet you came at it from strength of believing like right at the outset and so that was a, a, a fresh take shall we say on it so I enjoyed I like, that I liked that part of it as yeah. well um I like you handled it well and I liked that it wasn't like one conversation and now we're good like it kept <laughs> like it kept coming up yeah. because I, I find so often in fake dating um books they might have a conversation about it but they don't continue to struggle it's like and I mean that can be realistic too like you can make up your mind that this is what we're doing so we're going to be okay with it but I liked the fact that it was something fairly continual um and that it played into like the spiritual arc for both of them as well um yeah. which was good yeah appreciated that um which leads into my question. As <laughs> though it were planned. As though it were planned. Actually, actually kind of mostly wasn't. No, anyway. it wasn't, but that's okay. <laughs> we pretend. We do. We, we do. But not by lying. Not by no. lying. No, first of all, I will say, for those of you who also are curious, Henry Simmons. Thank you. Yeah, he's um, he's good looking. Yeah. That's oh, him. yeah. Yeah. That's him, eh? Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, I can. Oh, yeah. So if you're that. just listening on the podcast, oh, hop yeah. over to YouTube and whatever <laughs> yeah. minute this is, I don't know, but go find it. Yeah. Or, or IMDb, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is an app that exists purely to solve questions when you or have my, them about. Yeah. Or my Pinterest board. because oh, Or or Tony's Pinterest board. There oh, you go. There we go. Excellent. <laughs> so um, one of the themes that Nevea struggles with throughout the novel is um, the, the fact that she does not attend church generally um, and that she feels convicted of that, that she needs to be doing more to gather and to fellowship. Um, and, and it stuck out to me because I just had a heroine who was struggling with this in one of my books recently as well, um, because I, I feel like collectively in, in our own lives, like COVID made it really convenient to like lay on the couch and watch church online. Um, and then, you know, and then um, getting back out of that and remembering why it's important, you know, that, that you don't always just visit um, 
Pastor Pillow and Sister Sheets, um, you know, so, um, you know, it's the Church of the Holy Comforter, right? So um, I'm sorry, oh my I'm word. the only one who grew up. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever someone would skip church, my mom would always ask, oh, you went to the Church of the Holy Comforter, I see, um, with Pastor Pillow and Sister Sheets. So, you know, I've never heard that one before. Okay, well, no, it's new to me. Don't entertain your friends. Um, so, okay. But, but it is, you know, even in my own life, it was hard um, initially to get back into that set the alarm Saturday night. You know, you can't stay up reading till all hours and all of this kind of thing. Um, so, why? Why did you work that into her journey? And and uh, I think it's probably not spoiling to to mention some of the reasons that Nevea has for not wanting to, and why why you went there. Okay, great question. <laughs> <laughs> I I went there because I feel like society as a whole, a lot of people are backing away from the church. Um, people who you know grew up in the church, people who got saved you know somewhere in the middle of their life but then they got burned by the church there's so many reasons why people are, are leaving and I wanted to explore those reasons in Nevaeh's character and then you know basically figure out like what's the conclusion um <laughs> through it all with Nevaeh for her it's the lack of diversity it's you know mm -hmm. growing up in a fire brimstone church and not wanting that type um so she has, you know, a lot of different reasons. And, and I think a lot of people always say, well, I'm still a Christian. Like I can still praise God at home. I can still worship him alone, which is all true. And I wanted her to explore those, but I also want her to come to that moment where she realized church isn't for her. And I think a lot of us um, are on the journey to figuring that out if we haven't already. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I've had like bad church experiences and I always have to remind myself, like the church is full of, you know, sinners <laughs> saved by grace. <laughs> They're not perfect people and I'm not going for them, even though you want, you know, good relationships, but in the end, I'm going to get closer to God to worship him, you know? So that was the one reason I was hoping that anyone who's struggling with the church aspect would be helped. I think you hit it. Um, I enjoyed watching her wrestle with it and, um, and her conclusion. I appreciated uh, that she, she got to the point. And again, I don't, this is such a, I don't want to say it's a small part of the story. It's, it's a good, important part of the story, but like, I'm not ruining the story for you to say, <laughs> I don't think I am. Um, that, that she got to the point where, like you said, it wasn't like church isn't about you. Um, and where she was able to realize, like, maybe I would prefer that everybody in here look like me, but also that shouldn't be why I'm refusing to worship God in this setting. Um, and I think, you know, that's something everybody can, you know, can say, maybe there aren't enough fat people at your church. And so you feel self-conscious because like, you're the only, or, you know, that there are all kinds of physical reasons why you might feel like you don't fit in, but you're not at church and nobody at church. And if they are, it's a them problem. You know, they're not judging you because of how you look. That's yeah. because that's not why they're there either. Generally. 
And if that is why they're there, they're in the right place for God to deal with that. <laughs> Amen. Well, they say the church is the hospital for the spiritually sick. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, I remember hearing that when I was a teenager and that stuck with me is that you are not going to find a perfect church. You're never, you're never going to find a church that's going to meet all your needs. Like that's just unrealistic to think like that. But I loved how Lamont handled it. And that's all I'm going to say, because I'm not going to spoil the story, but he wasn't <laughs> judgmental yeah. and he was just he adorable. Didn't back yeah. down either. No, he, yeah. was, he was like not a doormat, but also not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I find it was it interesting because I think all three of you live in very urban areas with many optional churches that you could attend. Um, yeah. Some are closer, some are a little more closely aligned, some is where your friends go, whatever. I live in a very rural area and there are um, very limited options, um, you know, where I might agree with the theology. There's limited options, even if I don't agree with the field. <laughs> sure. Um, so um, I think I've seen sometimes people in these types of areas, including my own, where they're like, well, I just, you know, like that church is the only one that I could go to, but I went there and blah, 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 blah. Somebody was mean or, or I didn't like the pastor or whatever. And, and then you don't, you don't have another option necessarily. And um, so that's, I, I just want to kind of acknowledge that I know more people live in urban areas than don't. That's why they're <laughs> urban areas, right? <laughs> but uh, it can be especially tricky, I think, um, for ruralites to to find uh, and, and just to really feel at home, settled in, I know when we moved um, back to this area, we had lived here before and we moved back quite a while ago now, 2000, but we're like, but where will we go to church? Because it was mm -hmm. a huge, huge issue because we knew what we'd left behind when we left years before that. And we weren't happy with the options and we were kind of like glad to get away, right? But here we were back and um, sometimes it's just a heart thing where you have to say like, like you said, Norelle, it's, it's, you're not going to find a perfect church. It's not going to be, mm. you might, <laughs> but probably <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And um, you just, you have to wrestle these things as Tony and Beth have done in their stories and go, okay, is it, how, how is it important for me to be in fellowship, even if I don't like all these people, or if I don't always think the pastor is, that on or the worship oh my word I would really like the other <laughs> style whichever the other style is right right uh, and still just go you know what it's important to gather together and sometimes it's really hard to do that I just want to yeah that's yeah. my little sermon for today I'm over <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'll just add one thing and I think it's much harder. If I look back to when I was, if I go back 30 years and look to when I was younger, it was so much easier to go to church because there was so much less happening on a Sunday in general. Like Sundays were shopping was only just starting to happen on a Sunday. The supermarkets were closed. The grocery stores weren't open on a Sunday when I was growing up. And I think now there's just it's like Sunday's like a normal day. And I think that just puts a lot of extra pressure, a lot of extra challenges. A lot of people have to work on Sundays as well and they don't have a choice. So it's a really complicated 
issue and there are many people, many pastors, many theologians, all sorts of people writing books about what's going on with the church. And I think that's a topic for another day in a nonfiction setting, but I'm really, (laughs) yes, I'm really happy that Tony tackled it because I think it will really touch people. That part of the story, if you're struggling with attending church, this is not going to be a book where you feel judged. It'll be a book where you feel supported. Yeah. It's one of the things I love about Tony's faith arcs in general is that um, they're, they're not like clobber you on the head, but they're also, they're like practical, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're practical, um, which yeah. uh, many, many people like Valerie, yours are the same way. I try to make mine the same way. There are authors doing practical faith arcs as opposed to like the CCR of my younger days where it was like salvation and that was it like once you know that was that was the faith arc um so I I like that there are books that are including just little things quietly that make you stop and think I love that um I'm assuming this is set up as the first in a trilogy (laughs) because there are three three guys (laughs) so we hope so yes to meet these other two guys um, so can you tell okay. us about that and like projected time frames and that sort of thing? Yep, I can. <laughs> so um, like you said, it's a trilogy. It's the first book in the series. Um, all of the guys will be in a spotlight, um, essentially. So that's why the series is called Love in the Spotlight. So Lamont is first. And then the second book is A Run at Love. That is going to release May 2024, May 7th. Um. It's about Piper and Tuck. Okay. There will be. And so that will be, is based where? In Kentucky. And there will be lots of Kentucky Derby talk. <laughs> this is the, yeah, this is the horse book, isn't it? The horse yes. racing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then the third book will be Chris and um, his lady. And that one is supposed to be released February, 2025. Okay. And the general. Um, general artist. idea for that one He's a wildlife conservationist, but has gotten popularity doing YouTube um, videos about that. So he's also a YouTube influencer, but yeah. So that's his spotlight. Yeah. And cool. Huck's spotlight is the Kentucky Derby. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Okay, cool. Looking forward to those. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Because the, the text between those three guys, I got to say, it was just a teensy tiny bit reminiscent of some of Beth's books. Because I'll just keep, I'll say this until one of us dies, probably. Um, <laughs> but I just love Beth's guys and the interactions and the banter and, and all the stuff between them. And, and that, all that texting between those three guys in, in your story, Tony, uh, was a bit reminiscent of that. I was like, they had great. Yeah, we need to, we need close ups of these other guys too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had to cut a lot of texting out. (laughs) I think I had way too much fun with it. (laughs) But it was very, it was so important though, because it really looked at, when you're looking at church community, it was such a lovely foil for Navia who didn't have that close group of um, friends who were going to church. And I thought that was a very powerful. challenging her. Yeah. Yeah. In her walk at all. Yeah. And accountability, like he had this accountability group of guys who are praying for him and she's an island floating around somewhere trying to work out what's going on. I thought that was the metaphor of that. I really appreciated. Yeah. 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 
the difference in just in the friend groups like she had her roommate who was who's a little cray cray who was not really her friend <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> and and he had this solid group of guys so yeah. um which which again was was a fun contrast yes yeah. and just, just as a bonus i loved his mom so you guys oh, are gonna yes. get to meet lamont's mother and uh She's in and out of the story. I mean, she's not the main character by any stretch, but, but she's, she's important and she's great. So you guys are going to love her too. I yep. loved her too. All right. Well, um, do you have a final thought, Tony, on on the book? Anything you wish we'd got to that we didn't? That's a good question. I don't know. I think you guys hit all my favorite parts. Um, so. <laughs> Yay. You're good. <laughs> All right. And we talked about the trilogy coming up. Are are there other books? Do you have any love inspired coming soon or anything no. else coming out? No. Okay. Just these guys for right now. So the next next one will be May. Yes. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Oh. Well, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I just realized I have a Christmas book coming out in yes. September. <laughs> I've said he's I said he totally confused with that conversation because I have yeah I'm thinking there's a Christmas book yeah, there is it's a <laughs> tell Christmas us about your Christmas book journey <laughs> <laughs> um it's you make it feel like Christmas it's actually one of my indie books they um offered me the contract gave it a new title um new cover I added content and it re-releases in September excellent which yes. is it um what was it originally called it was I'll be home it was the first book in the Lewis family series excellent very good oh are they gonna redo the other ones too I guess don't we'll see, see huh? yeah we'll <laughs> see <laughs> excellent very cool all right and tonyshiloh.com right yes and that's where you'll find Tony and all of her socials Including, including her Pinterest. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you can go look up Lamont. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, thank you, Tony, so much for joining us again today. We always love having you. Um, and thank you, everyone, for joining us to listen or watch. If you have questions or just want to rave about how amazing the love script is after you've read it, uh, please leave us a comment and we would love to hear from you. You can leave comments on YouTube or on Facebook. Um, if you are over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And in the meantime, uh, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.